1: Today on Hope Lives 365, Pastor Mark Findlay explains that when we come to God in prayer, he gives us wisdom and power, just as he did for the young prophet Daniel.
0: Daniel blessed the God of heaven and said, There is a God in heaven who reveals secrets, and he's made known to the king what shall be in latter days. There is a God in heaven. Daniel said, Not there might be a God up there. Not maybe there's a God up there. Not perhaps there's a God up there. Don't you like that phrase? There what? Is a God in heaven.
1: Summons by King Nebuchadnezzar to tell him his dream and what it means. His astrologer said, There is not a man on earth that can do what the king asks. No one can reveal it to the king except the gods, and they do not live among men. Well, the notion of a man having a relationship with an all knowing God was absurd to the Babylonians, but that all changed when the desperate king called upon Daniel, a captive wise man in training from Jerusalem. We too can want to know things with absolute certainty as we'll hear in a personal story today from Pastor Mark Finley. This is part two of his message called Unveiling the Secrets of Daniel next on Hope Lives 365. Welcome back to Hope Lives 365 with our teacher, Pastor Mark Findlay. The Old Testament story of King Nebuchadnezzar's challenge to Daniel to tell him what his dream meant showed his desperation after his own mystics had failed him. Well, today on Hope Lives 365, Pastor Mark is sharing part two of his three-part message called The Psychics Versus the Prophet and illuminates the truth that only God can know the unknowable. Pastor Mark begins with this personal story.
0: Take your Bible and turn to Daniel, the second chapter. We're going to study an ancient king's dream. Daniel 2, verse 1. In the third year of Nebuchadnezzar's reign, Nebuchadnezzar had dreams, and his spirit was troubled, and his sleep left him. Nebuchadnezzar wakes up, he has this incredible dream, he can't remember what he dreamt, but he knew that that dream was extremely important. So what did he do? The king summoned his magicians, his enchanters, his sorcerers, astrologers. You need to see this in the Bible. Daniel chapter 2, you're looking at verse 2, Daniel 2 verse 2. Then the king gave the command to call the magicians, the astrologers, the sorcerers, and the Chaldeans to tell the king his dream so they came before him. Verse 3, you see it in the text? The king said to them, I have a dream and my spirit is anxious to know the dream. The Chaldeans spoke to him and said, O king, live forever. Tell your servants the dream, and we will tell you the interpretation. Nebuchadnezzar knew the dream was important. Nebuchadnezzar knew the dream was significant. Nebuchadnezzar knew the dream had eternal significance, but he could not understand what that dream meant. So they came and they said to him, King, no problem whatsoever. You tell us what you dreamt last night, and we will tell you what it means. Now I'll tell you. Any dream you had, you just come to me and I'll tell you what it means. I mean, I may be totally wrong, but I can guess at any meaning. Right? You see, the king was too smart for that business. If these magicians and astrologers and soothsayers couldn't tell him what he dreamt a few hours before, how could they possibly tell him what it meant 2,500 years in the future? So he wasn't going to fall for that. He said, look, you tell me What did I dream, and what does it mean? Daniel chapter 2, looking at verse 5 and 6. If you don't make known the dream to me and its interpretation, you're going to be cut in pieces, and your house is going to be made a dunghill, and you're going to be really in trouble then. He said, look, if you don't tell me what I dreamt, I'm going to destroy you. I'm going to kill you. However, if you tell me the interpretation, you'll receive from me gifts, rewards, and great honor. Therefore, tell the dream and its interpretation. Daniel 2 verse 10, the Chaldeans, that's the wise men, they speak up, answers the king, there's not a man on earth who can tell the king's matter, therefore no king nor lord or ruler has ever asked things, they were so right, there is not one human being, only God can reveal the future, they're acknowledging that, look verse 11, it's a difficult thing that the king requires, and there's no other who can tell it to the king except the gods whose dwelling is not with flesh. There's nobody that can explain the future. Nobody can do this except God. Verse 13. So the decree goes forth and they began killing the wise men and they sought Daniel and his companions. Why were they sinking Daniel and his companions? Not because they were magicians or astrologers. But Daniel was one of the wise men of Babylon so they sought him. Now then with counsel and wisdom Daniel answered Ariok, the captain of the king's guard who had gone out to kill the wise men of Babylon. And Daniel says to the captain of the king's guard, he says look, give me some time, some time that I can go to pray. When you don't know what to do, you know just what to do. For Daniel, prayer was a way of life. Prayer was something that Daniel did not merely to get favors from God, but Daniel entered into a relationship with God. Daniel knew God. And so the scripture tells us In verse 17 and 18, Then Daniel went to his house and made the decision known to Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah, and his companions. And he sought mercies from the God of heaven concerning the secret, so Daniel and his companions might not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Then the secret was revealed to Daniel in a night vision, so Daniel blessed the God of heaven. And Daniel answered and said, There is a God in heaven who reveals secrets, And he's made known to the king what shall be in latter days. There is a God in heaven. Daniel said, not there might be a God up there. Not maybe there's a God up there. Not perhaps there's a God up there. Don't you like that phrase? There what? Is a God in heaven. Now, there's something I do not want you to miss. I want you to look at verse 20. Daniel 2, verse 20. Blessed be the name of God forever and ever. For wisdom and might are his. When we come to God in prayer, he gives us wisdom that we did not have. And he gives us power to accomplish his role. So it says, wisdom and might are his. Now look, if God in Daniel chapter 2 can reveal 2,500 years of history in advance, do you think he knows your future? Do you think he does? You know, I remember it was about three years ago. And I was on my way to a meeting, driving a car, rented car, and I had a book on the seat, and the book fell off. I leaned over the seat to pick the book up, and I heard a crack, broke a rib. So I uh, didn't think much of it. I was at a meeting where I had a number of physician friends. They checked me out. They said, you know, that was strange. You better watch that. Went to get the rib x-rayed. On the way back, I was at an airport, went to plug in my cell phone, leaned over a chair, and I broke a second rib. Went to my... Physician friends, and they said, "We're sending you to the University of Maryland right now." And I have a friend who's the dean of the medical school, at the University of Maryland. So he took me in, got me the top people, checked me all over. They said, "Mark, you are so healthy; it's unbelievable. You know, you, all your blood work is good. You're healthy. You're on a good diet. You're 71 years old. You're exercising like everything. You, you, you're in good shape." But they said, "We don't understand why you keep breaking ribs." So. They said, we're going to send you, after I went through all these tests and blood work and all this, they said, we're going to send you to an oncologist. I'm thinking in my mind, an oncologist. That's a cancer specialist. What did they send me there for? So they send me to the top multiple myeloma specialist in the world. The initial diagnosis was multiple myeloma. That was the initial diagnosis. He said, can we start chemo next week or next? And I will tell you something. When you have that diagnosis and you're with one of the top cancer specialists in the world, you begin a lot to think about your life. And I said to myself, God, wisdom and might are yours. I am putting my life in your hands. Whatever my future is, whatever is going on in my body, I'm putting my life in your hands. They were about ready to start chemotherapy, and I said to the physician, I said, look, I'm praying about this. I'm doing everything natural that I know. And I will do chemotherapy on one condition, Doc. You've got to look me in the eye and tell me I'm going to die if I don't do it. I said, Doc, I don't, my body's not going to be an experiment. You've got to look me in the eye and tell me, Doc. The leading multiple myeloma specialist, one of the leading in the world. He looks me in the eye and he said, Mark, if there were ten of the leading specialists in the world, three of them would say, maybe we should treat. Five of them would say, we don't know what to do because you're too healthy. And two of them would say, um, maybe we'll treat you. I said, Doc, that's not good enough for me. Seven out of ten is not good enough. Eight out of ten is not good enough. Let's wait. We waited, we had more tests. They backed off the diagnosis. They said, you don't have multiple myeloma at all. It's something, you've had just some other problems that uh, with your bone structure, we can deal with that. And here I am. I flying all over the world 17 times, 16 times, across the Atlantic in the next, uh, in five months, you know, healthy as everything. But I'll tell you, it is a wonderful thing to put your life in God's hands. It's a wonderful thing to have that peace that you know that your life is in God's hands.
1: Pastor Mark Findlay with words of assurance that God knows you and cares for you, and you can trust Him with your life. You're listening to Hope Lives 365. You know, we're living in very uncertain times, but, uh, you know, it wasn't long ago that we had some things that were normal. That's no longer possible, but we... You know, I haven't been promised in Scripture that God will somehow provide us with a fairy tale Christian life experience, but what God does say over and over again is that we're to be still and to trust Him, even when we don't understand. In Pastor Mark's book, Certainty in an Uncertain World, you'll find words of assurance of God's providence and care for you. It's a small book, easy to read. Pastor Mark points out in it that hope is not some vague longing for a better future, In the ancient scripture, hope is presented as a strong, confident expectation based on the unchangeable promises of God. Ask for your copy of the book, Certainty in an Uncertain World. It's yours in return for a gift of any amount to this ministry. You can give online or by calling us. The toll-free number is 855-888-HOPE. That's 855-888-4673. Or go online to hopelives365.com. This quick reminder, too, that the presentation you're listening to is just a portion of Pastor Mark's study in Daniel. Uh, for a nominal fee, you can download a complete audio file of this message, or you can listen to it there online free of charge. Just look for the title, The Psychics Versus the Prophet, and uh, with that audio file, if you download it, you can share it with a friend or family member. You can find that audio online at hopelives365.com. Again, Hope Lives 365.com. Coming up, Pastor Mark shares how it was that Daniel could know from God not only the dream of King Nebuchadnezzar, the one he'd forgotten, but also its meaning. Who
0: gave Nebuchadnezzar the dream? God gave him the dream, right? So if God
1: gave the dream, then God would obviously give the what? Interpretation. Stay with us for more. Hope Lives 365. Welcome back to Hope Lives 365. In a few minutes, I'll share details with you about a valuable resource Mark would like you to have in your home. It's the red-letter edition of the King James Version World Heritage Reference Bible. More details about that just a bit later. Right now, Pastor Mark is pointing out that the prayer of Daniel is a model of how we too can speak words of praise to our Almighty God and ask Him for guidance. And He'll not only give you wisdom about your future... It also provides you with the strength to face it. Here's Mark Finley.
0: It is a wonderful thing that you know that your life is in God's hands, that whatever happens to you, and that's the prayer of Daniel. Go back to that prayer in Daniel chapter 2. We're looking at it in Daniel 2. We're reading verse 20 and onward. Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and what? Might are His. And He changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. Isn't that good news? That the destiny of the nations is in the very hand of the living God. Now notice we keep reading that. He reveals, verse 22, deep and secret things. He knows what's in the darkness. Light dwells with him. I thank you and praise you, O God of my fathers. You've given me wisdom and might. When you get on your knees to pray, God's going to give you wisdom about your future. And he's going to give you strength to face your future. God will give you wisdom about your future. And God will give you strength to face your future. So Daniel goes in before the king. And he said, there's a God in heaven who reveals to King Nebuchadnezzar what's going to take place in the latter days. So Daniel begins to describe the dream. Look at Daniel chapter 2, please, verse 28. There is a God in heaven who reveals secrets. What does God do, everybody? He reveals what? Secrets. And he has made known to King Nebuchadnezzar what shall be in the what days? Latter days. Your dream and the visions of your head upon your better these. So Daniel, the dream that we're going to study takes us from Daniel's day down to the end of time, down to the latter days. It reveals the rise and fall and the destiny of nations. So Daniel begins to speak to the king. Verse 31. You, O king, were watching. And behold, a great image. This great image, whose splendor was excellent, stood before you, and its form was awesome. The image's head was of fine gold, its chest and arms of silver, its belly and thighs of bronze, its legs of iron, its feet partly of iron and partly of clay. You watched while a stone was cut out without hands, which struck the image on its feet and and of iron and clay and broke them in pieces. Then the iron, the clay, the bronze, the silver, the gold were crushed together and became like the chaff of the summer threshing forest. The wind carried them away so no trace was found for them. And the stone that struck the image became a mountain that filled the whole earth. So Daniel says, okay, oh, king, king, this is what you dreamed. You dreamed of a great image. Now this is not unusual because these kings often had idols and Babylon had many idols. It had 13 idols, chief idols, and they were all covered with gold, most of them. So when Daniel begins to describe, you saw a great image. The king says, oh yeah, I saw that image. But then Daniel surprises him. Head of gold, breast and arms of silver, thighs of brass, legs of iron, feet of iron and clay. Then you see this rock that smites the image and smashes it down. And this rock becomes the mountain that fills the whole earth. Now, King Nebuchadnezzar must have had his mouth dropping open. He must have said, Daniel, that's exactly what I saw. An image with the head of gold. I saw those breasts and arms of silver. I saw those thighs of brass. I saw that legs of iron. Yes, I saw the iron and clay. Yes, I saw the rocks. It's exactly what I saw. You think Nebuchadnezzar was pretty excited? You think he was amazed? Now, if you were Nebuchadnezzar and Daniel just described the dream to you, what would you have done next? What what would you have done next? What do you think you would do? You'd give him a lot of gold, you probably you probably would. At the end of the chapter, he does give him some pleasures. But if he describes your dream, what's your next question? What does the dream mean, right? Now, let me ask you this. There are some people that say the interpretation of prophecy is always up to guesswork. That it's all a matter of individual interpretation. You interpret it one way, another person interprets it another way. So everybody interprets it how they want. Let me ask you the question. Who gave Nebuchadnezzar the dream? Who gave him the dream? God gave him the dream, right? Now, if God gave him the dream, do you think God might give him the interpretation? If God is the author of prophecy, does God give prophecy to make things complicated or to make them simple? Simple. To make them simple, right? So if God gave the dream, then God would obviously give the what? Interpretation. Now, how do you think we should discover what this dream means? You think everybody should guess at it. Now, let's suppose that you had never heard this prophecy before. You had no clue what it meant. And let's suppose I said to you, let's everybody guess. So you all write down what you think the head of gold meant. Oh, a rich nation. Oh, the head of, uh, what, what does this mean? And so everybody writes their guess down. Then I get a box and I pull out the one that we, just by arbitrary chance, and I read it and we all agree that we're going to go with that one. Think that's a good way to do it? If God gave the prophecy, God's going to give what? The answer, the interpretation. So let's see if God does. So we go. Verse 36, you ready to go? This is the dream. Now we will tell the interpretation of it before the king. Notice what it says. Do you see verse 36? Does it say, I will tell the interpretation? What does it say? Who's the we? The Lord and Daniel. God and Daniel are going to tell the interpretation. Now, we will tell the interpretation of it before the king. You, O king, are a king of kings. For the God of heaven has given you a kingdom, power, strength, and glory. Wherever the children of men dwell, or the beasts of the field, and the birds of the heaven, he's given them into your hand and has made you rule over them all. You are this head of gold. So Daniel looks at Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, and he says to Nebuchadnezzar, you... Nebuchadnezzar, or your kingdom Babylon. Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom, or Babylon, reigned for 66 years, from 605 BC to 539 BC. Nebuchadnezzar reigned for about 44 of those years. So Nebuchadnezzar represents the whole kingdom of Babylon. Now, one thing we notice about the image of two things. First, it has descending value, gold, silver, brass, iron descending value but ascending strength. So silver is stronger than gold, bronze is stronger than silver, iron is the strongest of all, and we'll show you that later. But descending value, the image becomes and the ages become more morally corrupt as we will see. But he says to Nebuchadnezzar, you are this head of gold.
1: Pastor Mark Finley, sharing that the dream of King Nebuchadnezzar along with its meaning was not revealed by some chance guess, but as a revelation from the wise and mighty God who rules over us all. You're listening to Hope Lives 365. Pastor Mark Finley is coming right back, but first, I I mentioned earlier a large resource that we want to send you as a way of saying thanks for your financial support to this ministry of Hope Lives 365. I'm referring to the Red Letter Edition King James Version World Heritage Reference Bible, beautifully bonded in black leather. Uh, The volume also includes 106 pages of Pastor Mark Finley's study helps, There are center column references, color pages, and another 123 pages of Bible concordance. And a presentation page, too, so you can share your family history. Uh, This would make an excellent gift, or just an addition to your own personal family library. And in return for your generous support of $50 or more, you're welcome to request a copy of the KJV World Heritage Reference Bible. Get in touch today online at hopelives365.com. Or make your donation when you request the Bible by calling 855-888-HOPE. That's toll-free, 855-888-HOPE. And let me pass along a special request from Pastor Mark. We'd love to hear how God is using these messages from Daniel in your own life. Write today and tell us. Send it to Hope Lives 365, Post Office Box 118, Haymarket, Virginia, 20168. Remember, too, that you can hear today's presentation and the others in this series in their entirety. The audio is available at hopelives365.com. Look for the title, The Psychics Versus the Prophet.
0: So Nebuchadnezzar's goal was that his kingdom would last forever. To Nebuchadnezzar's chagrin, to Nebuchadnezzar's consternation,
1: this world is in the hands of God. In a few moments, Pastor Mark will close out today's program of Hope Lives 365. And we're back with Hope Lives 365 and a final word from Pastor Mark Finley about the fallacy of thinking man's kingdoms will last forever. Here again is Mark Finley.
0: Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom was represented as that golden kingdom. In Babylon, there was the temple of Bel Marduk, and Bel Marduk was the chief god of Babylon. He sat in a golden domed temple as a golden god on a golden throne before a golden altar. Eight and a half tons of gold were used in the inside of that temple. So gold was a very fitting symbol for Babylon. Babylon was one of the nations that ruled the then known world. There were four metals, gold, silver, brass, and iron. So likewise, there would be four nations that would rule one after the other. It was Nebuchadnezzar's desire that his kingdom rule the world forever. He did not want his kingdom to be the head of gold followed by another world ruling empire. Another interesting discovery is the, what we call the Babylonian Chronicle, or, or this tablet. And on this tablet is written, and you can, if you could read the Hebrew language, you would read this here, it says, O Babylon, the delight of mine eyes, the excellency of my kingdoms, may it last forever, sign Nebuchadnezzar. So Nebuchadnezzar's goal was that his kingdom would last forever. And we've just summarized it here, may it last forever. Babylon was the head of gold, but Babylon would not rule forever. To Nebuchadnezzar's chagrin, to Nebuchadnezzar's consternation, Babylon would not rule forever. And the incredible good news is in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom that will never be destroyed. And here is the marvelous good news. This world is in the hands of God.
1: Pastor Mark Finley closing out today's edition of Hope Lives 365 with a reminder that only God's kingdom will reign for eternity. You're invited to return next time as Pastor Mark will conclude his message called The Psychics Versus the Prophet. Invite a friend to return with you as you're here for the next edition of Hope Lives 365.